This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, one senator wants to know what happened at a water treatment plant down in Florida. Congress wants to know how the Postal Service planned for the Christmas rush. And lawmakers in the D.C. region are pushing for federal employees to have their own batch of COVID vaccines. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Senator Mark Warner wants more information from the FBI and Environmental Protection Agency regarding the attempted poisoning of a water supply in Florida. Earlier this month, hackers attempted to infiltrate the system of a water treatment plant in Oldsmar, Florida, and increase the amount of lye in the water supply, making it lethal. Warner wants to know where the investigation stands and if the facility was compliant with EPA cyber standards. Ahead of a postal reform hearing next week, Congress is asking the Postal Service for an explanation for mail and package delays. Senator Gary Peters leads 33 of his colleagues in asking Postmaster General Louis DeJoy for detailed plans on how USPS prepared for historic package volumes this holiday season and what the agency is doing to improve on-time delivery of mail. Meanwhile, 80 House lawmakers are urging President Joe Biden to fill vacant seats on the USPS Board of Governors. Lawmakers in the National Capital Region say the federal government should get its own supply to vaccinate federal workers. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Maryland and Virginia members say their states don't have the supplies to vaccinate essential federal workers in the region. They're asking the Office of Personnel Management and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to take on the responsibility instead. The request comes from seven House Democrats in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. They say they want the federal government to vaccinate its essential workers as soon as possible. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Congress is concerned about how more extreme weather will affect military bases. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. Lawmakers plan to look into how military installations handled the ice storms in Texas and surrounding states. House Armed Services Readiness Subcommittee Chairman John Garamundi tells Federal News Network he wants to hold hearings on the military's resilience during the storms. The ice left large areas without power or running water. In recent years, military bases have taken a hit from extreme weather. Most notable is Air Force Base Tendal, which was completely destroyed by Hurricane Michael. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. The Army's 18th Airborne Corps selects seven soldiers to present ideas on how to better sexual assault and harassment prevention and response. The crowdsource projects will be presented to a panel of Army leaders who will choose one solution to implement. Ideas coming from soldiers include making sharp training more involving by asking the best film schools in the nation to make videos. Another soldier suggested creating virtual reality situations of harassment so soldiers can build empathy toward victims. The Veterans Affairs Department has a new Chief Veterans Experience Officer. VA hired Marine Corps veteran John Bortzler to the position. He previously led a veterans-focused nonprofit. VA also has a new COVID-19 response coordinator. The department hired Christopher Villataro to a brand new position in the Secretary's office. He spent 14 years in the Marines and at the VA. A new review finds the Pentagon has been largely successful in protecting the residents of the federal government's only two retirement homes from coronavirus. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. 
DOD operates two Armed Forces retirement homes, one in Washington and another in Gulfport, Mississippi. The Mississippi location recorded just 10 infections among its more than 400 residents last year, and the D.C. location had none. That's according to a new report by the Pentagon's Inspector General. The IG says the retirement homes do need to develop formal response plans for pandemics. That is a continuity of operations requirement for all federal agencies. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Roughly 180 appeals are in limbo at the Merit Systems Protection Board due to some complex appointments clause challenges. These cases are separate from the backlog of 3,100 pending petitions for review. Employment attorneys say MSPB administrative judges are dismissing some initial appeals without prejudice over concerns with how the judges have been appointed. Those concerns stem from a 2018 Supreme Court decision. The cases are sitting for now while the MSPB lacks a quorum. Cybersecurity experts from across the government are preparing to show off their skills in the finals of the President's Cup cybersecurity competition next week. Five teams made up of five people and 20 individuals will compete on February 25th to win the government-wide cybersecurity contest. In the second year of the competition, the Homeland Security Department says these teams and individuals remain from the 1,400 unique competitors across all three tracks who began the competition earlier this month. CISA will be live-streaming the finals on February 25th. The National Institutes of Health is launching a new data-sharing policy for research funds. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Under this new policy, researchers applying for NIH grants will need to submit a data management and sharing plan with their grant application. NIH's Associate Director for Data Science, Susan Grigurik, says the new policy will go into effect in March 2023. In that plan, we'd like you to articulate how you intend to share data and the metadata associated, where you intend to share it. And if you can't share the data, what be the principles behind not being able to share the data? Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. And DARPA has a new plan to accelerate the adoption of 5G, Edge, and IoT technologies. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, is turning to open source developers to help further the software behind many of today's current emerging technologies. DARPA signed an agreement with the Linux Foundation to create a broad coalition umbrella called the U.S. Government Open Programmable Secure, or U.S. GovOps. The new group will let the open source community participate on federal projects to accelerate innovation and security in areas like 5G, AI, and IoT. The first effort will be around 5G with DARPA, the Navy, and others participating. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. 